to stop him and get him there. But in my case, it was not that simple. So for her, it was almost It's everywhere. They don't want his body. Organs. He didn't even know that he was in there growing until the 70s. Building a defense body. So, for for the first years, I did being thrown in the deep end. sink or swim.
I think that death can come. Yeah, I don't feel so. I'm busy. Come back later. Mi granddaughter is so sweet, strong, intelligent, fuerte, valiente, inteligente, courageous. If there's anything I should do, then I should go do it. Don't wait. I was at a low point, but now, after a year or two, now I'm relaxed, happy. Although I am doing less work, the money is not the most important. The most important is if the person is living happily. Literally, like life is too short to put off work. Um, I should have that was important to realize that you're to die in your sleep. But at the same time, you know, I think I really appreciate life without money. And welcome back. Thank you so much for playing your part. There's a, uh, a lot there. I'm curious about was what was the process like in terms of reaching out to a lot of folks in the limited amount of time that I'm able to spend. And so what was the process like in terms of We put a call out earlier this spring for people who interested in the word got spread that way public I think it spread through word of mouth as well mm -hmm. so um, of the 31 interviews you know not only were we creating the dance material together but I was on the backside pinpoint either experiences that I felt were very unique amongst the group or certain things that were commonalities. I felt that it was also very important to have that It was challenging and continues to be challenging because I realize so much of what people share is important and probably to give an example, to General Hospital, and she, her regular doctor was not around, but she had chemotherapy, and she ended up falling into a coma, and they weren't sure why. But by some miracle, she came back, <laughs> and she was able to come out of it. And they realized later, after they got back from her coma, that after the chemotherapy for which she's supposed to have then because of her capability, then they they put into back to school to make sure that everything. Well, 
I'll be quiet. And then eventually, the way that she shared it with me was real. And I definitely felt that for us herself, uh, where there are some barriers that she had to deal with due to language, perhaps, but also you know, having people that uh, were familiar with the healthcare system here or are, uh, have lived their lives or generations of their lives here could advocate for or could have advocated for her. So there were actually a lot of interesting occurrences <laughs> that, that struck me where I felt like I had to deal with certain questions about call and my place of privilege and when should I speak up and when should I not. Um, but really, I, I felt like I, it wasn't my place to say anything or make any kind of comments because I really didn't have the space to share about what occurred. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are a lot of Particularly the, the resilience that I had to press to bear, and, and the, the overarching feeling was not that I received past and of family members of mine that I felt as well, mm -hmm. and so basically I was trying to hold on to roles of caretaker challenging require a lot of energy and patience and psychological tactics to keep their loved ones um, hopeful yeah. and pushing forward as well as their research for I feel like I'm just opening the door to this type of research, mm -hmm. uh, honestly, because the it's been such a short, short span of, of time for me to really do this. And man, I, I will have to say, I will say publicly that if folks do want to share their Site-specific works together. Our first one was on Monkey Island. Second one was in a swimming pool. <laughs> then Angel Island again. This is our first opportunity to work together inside of a community. Yeah. Um, alongside that, you know, uh, last year, um, Lenora said we were going to do a, a project underwater, and I didn't know how to swim and. Um, our other dancer, Donnie, didn't know how to swim either, so mm -hmm. we we, <laughs> we jumped in and we learned how to swim for the project. And wow. and this year, we're engaging in aerial work, and neither of us have have done, or uh, many of us in the company haven't done it before. So now we're flying together. So it's been really fun to just jump in these unknown territories for us and to 
exploring that way. And um, alongside, you know, feeling the parallel um, essence of navigating through um, unpredictable circumstances and situations and pathways and how we can support one another and how, you know, we're, we're, we may be limited in certain ranges, but then there's also things that are, um, say, und undiscovered mm -hmm. in certain areas. So it's been a big... Kind of like boxes of mystery opening <laughs> on the horizon. Um, yeah, well, first time working together in a proscenium theater felt like so strange because you know we're usually at the site in the building um, with the audience. So now to be shape shifted into um, a certain section of a proscenium theater. I know I felt myself kind of like uh, unfamiliar again <laughs> to this, but then, yeah, I think what um, keeps us going is just remembering that we're here honoring the stories that are being shared and and um, yeah, a part of me um, imagines you know like particularly with, with this. Um, circumstance it's sort of that unpredictability of it where you don't know your time um, frame sometimes and it's like with your loved ones you don't know how much time you have with them and, and you know, there's like this unknown clock sort of present so yeah, my, my heart goes out to all those facing and facing it together, the bravery that that entails, and also the like Lenora was saying, the resiliency of how you know there's so many different ways of modes of research and from your your dietary spiritual well-being and like all these things that support it, or just simply being with somebody you love and, and how that captures and going keeps fighting so yeah it's been very warm and inspiring already spread from both breasts to the right leg to her living bones. We're all what I felt I was capable of doing to help support was I wanted to be able to interview her so her I had the space to talk about the patient's reaction to what she was going through all the information she was learning how she felt her family was going this simultaneously with her husband so 
a huge shift in his life and I'm just totally reminded, even though we grew up together, <laughs> I was reminded, oh my gosh, my sister, she's a strong woman, you know, she's a fighter, and there's there's no doubt that she can help you push on, which she did, and she's always problem solving, she's always <laughs> trying to think of, you know, alternatives, uh, ways to look at things, passing on information, um, so really, I mean, if I were to say, you know, <laughs> she she can figure it out, or <laughs> like she can come to you know the the solutions to problems. And but of course, you know there is there you're faced with this question of what's our time together. for me to process it over time and then it's building up have some financial support to exist but because it's such a short timeline really still fundraising projects especially if it's going to be an ongoing project I think it's really how can we support this long run Also, I think that's so again, it's 
box third at five o'clock the program will start a little and um, we're having post performance panels by some of the interviewees like to participate yeah yeah which is Lenora Lee Vance L-E-N-O-R-A No, and just um, we hope to see you there this weekend. Again, the performance is at Dance Mission, uh, November first, second, and third. Uh, Friday and Saturday will be at eight p.m. Sunday will be at five p.m. And yeah, it would be amazing if you all could come out and be with us, be with the interviewees, and just share that space and time to um, reflect, um, uh, brainstorm. Yeah, be with each other during this moment in time. The performance will be not only unique, the performance will be Wow. I received a voicemail from my father who said, Karina's oncologist called and said the cancer has spread from both breasts to her lymph nodes to her liver and bones. I hold myself up against the glass windows separating my family pool from the lobby on the outside. I call my father and he explains it. Standing in the shower, water flows from the pools of my eyes across the intersection of the chlorine water being rinsed from my down into the drain of failure. They said this type of cancer isn't detected on regular mammograms. It was only until I complained about the masses that they ordered the 3D ultrasound for me. The technician knew right away that it had spread. Through the blood and the bones, through the tissues and organs, infectious, seeking pathways of their own to new territory, new cells, inhabiting more and more space in me. If it's not an untype common it's if it's not an uncommon type of cancer, why don't they screen as a preventative measure? Then they're missing entire populations who have this. We feel the rivers flowing through the depths of her veins, through the question of tomorrow, through the broken visions of the future, through the pale softness of her skin, holding the Tides that ripple behind and in front, earth and sky and ocean. The sunlight glistens across the tips of the waves out to the abyss of the horizon. The nerves calm. Everything releases to the beauty of this water all around, wide as one can see, as deep as the fingers of earth, extended for thousands of years, for generations of life. 
hosting and giving birth to creatures abound. Look closer. What do you see? Can you see beneath the surface of where the aliens once lived? This dividing line between land, land creatures and those of the sea? A fourth wall. A fifth wall? Who is the viewer and who is being witnessed? Dive into the ocean of sun rays seeping down into the ripples of the water. As you fall closer and closer to the earth, through the stratospheres, the layers of life, the oxygen in the where will you go? Who will you meet? What journeys will come to you? As a writer from the self, beyond the self collective consciousness, the interconnectedness of all being, universal frequency, love in its purest form, frequency, energy, our capacity to awaken passion, clarity, seeing the goodness and light in ourselves and the universe, we inherit the deeds, the trauma, gifts of our ancestry, but spiritually and morally, we can be binded, placed, overcome, and bestowed with both burden and gift, walking serendipitously, highest frequency, love the selfless, giving of mother figures, there's an allowance that opens the window of the being through channels the voices cry and call of that which is necessary to be manifested. Hey, Laura and Hume, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Roman. It's a very meticulous performance. Uh. Oh, yes. Okay. Friday, November 5th. Wonderful. Yeah, and we'll put it that way. If um, street tickets, just email us at lenoraleedance2 at gmail.com. That's Lenora, L E N O R A, Lee, L E E, dance, D A N C E, 2, the number 2, at gmail.com. Just email us and mention Mutant Radio and. Um, your first name and last name, and the first three people to email us will receive those three tickets. Oh, wonderful. Uh, well, we're going to take a bit of a music break here, and then we'll be back with the rest of the program. So thanks again for being here, and we'll see you the first weekend of November. Yeah. See you, Roman.
and welcome back to the weekly review. Big thank you to Amanda and Hian for coming in for checking out this show. Uh, for more info, again, please go to LenoreLeeDance.com. So right now, it's technically Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. This show will be replayed again this Friday, October 25th. So, yeah, that's the date. Wow, a uh, lot's on my mind at the moment. Did want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And so recording on a different day. There's, yeah, I'm uh, feeling a little bit all over the place with my head, and still going to put this all together. One would think that recording a little bit in advance might include having more things being complete or uh, run smoothly, and that's not necessarily the case. Also, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and oftentimes there are folks who think they're producers, and that's the thing I don't remember. Okay. Putting this together, uh, a lot of voices and a lot of folks here at the end of the day don't have a producer exactly, so perhaps that's why it feels a little bit rocky at times. Anyway, we do appreciate folks listening, and now I'll be going into uh, another part of the show. I'm going to mostly just have other folks talking during the show, because I am getting my thoughts together. did want to acknowledge that we are on Ohlone land. And for folks, if you'd like to read up more, you can go to com, and that is R-A-M-A-Y-T-U-S-H.com. And it talks about the history of the land and folks who were on the land before it was colonized. So wanting to put that out there as a resource. Also, especially for folks in the East Bay, please pay the Shumi land tax. Type in S-H-U-U-M-I land tax, and that will bring you to the Segorite Land Trust in the East Bay area and learn more about the Ohlone folks and give back to the land. Okay, cool. So coming up next, I am going to be playing an excerpt of a previous show that we did on September 27th, 2019. An election's coming up in San Francisco. I described, well... I used to describe myself as an anarchist who votes, which I guess is kind of contradictory. However, I recognize having certain people in positions of power who um, aren't terrible is better than having people in positions of power who are. And, wow, that's, that's a great promotion. Anyway, did I mention that we don't really edit the show? Therefore, uh, we did want to play a previous interview that we did with Chesa Bodine, and Chesa is running for district attorney here in San Francisco. And you know Chesa's on the right side of things because the Police Officers Association are already donating to a PAC to influence his, the person who's running against him, or the person who's got the most votes against him so far, Susie Loftus, who the uh, mayor has put in, decided to put in even before the election, uh, the police officers, as the association supports her. So recognizing that someone who wants to really work for reform is running, that person should have the support. I hope this sounds like a decent endorsement. It's true. We are endorsing him. And if you'd like to hear more, and you most certainly can hear more, check out the interview with him that 
we had on the show a couple weeks ago, and we're going to be playing that in just a few minutes here. Wow. Okay. <sighs> so, again, you can find it at the Mutiny Radio archive. Go to mutinyradio.fm. I'm going to uh, get my thoughts together and chill out for a little bit. In the meantime, I'm going to play a little bit of a music break, and then we're going to go into the interview with Chase Bodine. And again, if you want to check out the – there's a couple voting guides that are out in San Francisco. There's the Pissed Off Voters Guide, and they have endorsed him. Juanita Moore has also endorsed him. A lot of folks have endorsed him. So again, November 5th, vote for Chase Bodine, and yeah. Also, if you're in District 5, Dean Preston, where, where we're going. All right. So now I'm going to put on some music, and then we'll get to our interview so you can hear more from Chesa himself. Again, a big thank you to, uh, to folks tuning in. And if you'd like to support the station, that would be super helpful. You can go to mutinyradio.fm. There's a there's a uh, donate button. Wow, you know I meditated this morning. I even worked out a little bit this morning. I biked this morning. One would think that perhaps I'd be more clear-headed, and I am still just so there's so much going on in the world, and that's always been the case. However going on. So thanks for bearing with me. Also, I'd appreciate it if you could donate to the show. It'd be a big help. I come here, I volunteer, I do the show, try to put on, try to just talk about important things that are happening, and I'm happy to volunteer my time, and also, if folks could donate, it would also help out quite a bit. So, if you're able to, go to patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Anywhere from a dollar a month and more would be great for you. Great, greatly helpful. Thanks to all the folks who do know now. All right. And here's some music. And then, as mentioned before, we'll have the interview with Chesa did a few weeks ago. Please do vote if that's something that you're into on November 5th. And help get out the word to folks who choose to vote. And here's an end of one song. And then, yeah, this is one of the rougher shows that I've done. And that's okay, because that's how life is.
welcome back to the weekly review. That was Fred Eight. Album. Thanks for the memories. Okay, so we got a little bit of time left, and I thought uh, we'd go over some news stories and other things that folks can do. So perhaps not even as many news stories, more action items. So if you happen to be in New York on Wednesday, October 23rd, and again, we're currently broadcasting on October 22nd, you can go to the NNJ Letter Writing Night, which is Wednesday, October 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m., in East Harlem at 215 East 99th Street at the El Barrio Art Space. Join us to write to our incarcerated comrades. They'll have speakers, performers, and food. Uh, and they say, we'll be building community out here and across the wall. Come on through. And again, if you're listening to this perhaps after the 23rd and would like to participate in the future and or you know folks in New York who might, you can follow them on Twitter at no new jails, all one word, underscore NYC. Again, at no new jails, underscore NYC. Next up. I thought I prepared a little bit more. I know where things are. Also, the internet's currently down at the radio station. I know there's that thing where it's like, fake it till you make it. And I also think there's something to be said for vulnerability and checking in when things are not quite going uh, according to plan. So, yeah, that's kind of what's happening here, and perhaps that's why I feel a little bit on edge, is that I'd like to put together a program that flows smoothly, and sometimes it doesn't go as smoothly as I'd like, and that's okay. And in improv, they had that saying, uh, there's no such thing as a mistake. I understand, I understand that, and also sometimes it's nice to not have mistakes. And also, you want things to move smoothly. Okay, next up, it's an announcement. Yeah, we'll do announcements. Uh, there's a workshop, which is happening Saturday, October 26th. This workshop is a new three-hour workshop, uh, building upon a newly debuted two-hour workshop, which happened this past Saturday at the Los Angeles Diversity Comedy Festival. And this is put on by Fernando Funes. And here is the information that's on Eventbrite about our teaching artists. Uh, Fernando Fuenes is the head writer, director, and co-executive producer of the Latinx comedy Pachanga, a Los Angeles-based sketch variety show with the purpose of putting up Latinx co comedians front and center. A graduate of the groundbreaking PAC Theater sketch program, Fernando writes and performs on Moonshot, which performs every first Sunday of the month at 8 p.m. at the PAC Theater. An improv performer with nearly 10 years of shows under his belt, Fernando has performed hundreds of shows in Orange County, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Berkeley, and even a handful of shows in South America. Fernando's Poem A Day project finds him writing a poem for every single day of the year. It's a great way to make sense of the chaos of life. The event is being hosted by Colorized Improv, an improv slash talk story movement expressing social cultural and personal experiences to explore and cultivate equity, representation, and inclusion. And there's an Eventbrite link and a description. And if you go to eventbrite.com forward slash how dash to dash right dash from dash your dash POC dash POV dash tickets dash 774-282-65025. I'll read a little bit about the description. 
and I'll also see if I can find a easier way to verbally share the link. Um, in this three-hour pop-up workshop, how to write from your POC POV, we will mine from our personal experiences, backgrounds, cultures, and histories to write deeply personal sketches that are true to our unique POC experiences in America. Learn how to use your experiences to create sketch comedy that is a reflection of your POC identity. Discover what a POC sketch is and its purpose, why sharing your POC experience is important, and how an approach to the sketch writing process can connect with audiences. For reference, we also will have fun watching a few POC sketches to see how others express themselves, and then we will come up with outlines of our own sketches. Who you are. You are you, a person of color who loves sketch comedy. You are seeking to learn how to use your unique POC experience to write sketches and, perhaps along the way, create comedy gold. By the end of the workshop, you will, one, learn why page one is the most important part of your sketch, uh, understand the basics of writing a three to four page sketch, learn the importance of writing down your ideas ASAP, build agreement with your audience about your sketch, Walk away with an outline of a sketch. Share in a Q&A among other workshop writers. What to bring with you. You do you, digital or analog. To write yourself, please, oh, yourself. Please arrive on time so we can dig in and get the most out of the workshop. Digital, please bring a laptop computer or tablet with writing software with which you are comfortable. And then if you're doing analog, please bring a legal pad or whatever paper product or pen, pen or pencil on which you'd like to write. About our teaching artists, Fernando Fuentes is the head writer, director, and co-executive producer of the Latinx comedy Pachanga, a Los Angeles-based sketch variety show with the purpose of putting Latinx comedians front and center. Okay, and I read the bio, and I'll go here. Uh, Fernando's Poem a Day project finds him writing a poem for every single day of the year. It's a great way to make sense of the chaos of life. You can follow Fernando on Twitter and Instagram at Fernando A. Fuenas, and that's F, that's at F-E-R-N-A-N-D-O-A-F-U-N-E-S. And so yes, that's on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to see if I'm going to talk while I try something, so bear with me. And it's uh, one of those shows. I'm going to see if Look on Twitter if we can see if there's a link to the Eventbrite invite. It'll take me just a moment. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to the weekly review, midweek, and also end of the week on Friday when this will be uh, posted. Okay. here. I don't currently see a link on Twitter. However, I believe hopefully on Instagram you can also check it out. And then also there's a WordPress. There's a link to the WordPress. Are going with me? Tuning in. And best case, worst case, whatever case, check out Eventbrite. Dot com, and then if you type in the name of the workshop, it there as well. I'm going to cut and paste it again. 
So yes, we go to eventbrite.com and check out how to write from your POC POV. And again, it's hosted by Colorize Improv. It's happening Saturday, October 26, 2019, 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Counterpulse, which is at 80 Turk Street in San Francisco. A refund policy refunds up to one day before the event. Yeah, so please do check out this event. Okay, back to some more items. Bolivia elected a, an indigenous socialist um, to office, and there have been a lot of right-wing attacks, which seems to happen no matter what, which is deeply upsetting. So, yeah. That's um, ugh. and also in Chile, there have been a lot of uh, folks protesting. Um, the cost of living has been ridiculously too high, and so folks have really taken to the streets. There's also been millions of people protesting in Lebanon. There's been people protesting in Haiti. People have been protesting everywhere. So wanting to announce that. Ugh. And I recognize uh, we're doing a really uh, brief synopsis of the news, so please do. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, that's I mostly end up retweeting things and sharing news items from folks who are in these places I'm talking about. So if you want to follow me, you can do so at R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R. Also, if you happen to be listening today on Tuesday and you're in Oakland, and or can get to the East Bay. Uh, dear APTP supporters, Oakland police are out of control. They just violently arrested a leader of our community. Join us tonight at the Oakland City Council Public Safety Committee to demand real police oversight and accountability to prevent OPD crimes. This is the Oakland City Council Public Safety Meeting happening Tuesday, October 22nd at 6 p.m. at Oakland City Hall, Sergeant Mark Dunnikin room, first floor, one Frank H. Ogawa Plaza in Oakland. The committee will read the community's proposal to radically reform the Oakland Police Commission, Measure LL, for the first time, let's show up in force. We'll also be supporting Wilson Riles, who was assaulted by OPD last week. Wilson Riles, a former city council member, mayoral candidate, and longtime civic leader in Oakland, was at a city office when he was thrown to the ground and violently arrested by OPD. Tonight, he asks his Oakland community to show up as he protests his treatment and OPD's treatment of black Oakland residents. Folks can also contribute to his PayPal account, which is at W-R-I-L-E-S at packbell.net. Again, contribute to his PayPal at the email address is W-R-I-L-E-S at packbell, and that's P-A-C-B-E-L-L dot net. And they also have an article for more info on OPD's violent assault of Mr. Riles with this article. APTP is a great organization. If you'd like to get more involved, you can find them online. And the article they've linked to is um, from SF Gate, and it came out on October 20th by the Bay City News Service. Ex-Oakland council member says he was forcibly arrested while complaining to planning department. I'll read a little bit of this article. A former Oakland City Council member says he was forcibly arrested in the city's planning and zoning department on Thursday after an argument with staff stemming from a long dispute over having a sweat lodge on his property for his Native American spiritual practices. Wilson Riles Jr., 73, served on the Oakland City Council from 1979 to 1992. 
He said that he was leaving the city office on Thursday morning. Um, that as he was leaving the office, city office on Thursday morning, he was confronted by police officers who threw him to the ground and handcuffed him without giving him any indication that they intended to intended to arrest him. An Oakland police spokesperson said the department would not provide any additional details about Ryle's arrest until Monday. Police logs indicated he was arrested. Oh. I'm not going to read their report on the pol police logs. <sighs> For more info, you can check out the article again at SFGate, and it came out on October 20th. Whew. All right. So we are coming to the end of the program. Again, thanks, folks, for tuning in. And I believe there was one more story I wanted to get to um, that might have been. Yep. Oh, we got another one. Um, okay. So, again, if you're listening, um, whenever you're listening, um, this is this is about the a lot of folks who are unhoused have been had their items stolen um, by police and Department of Public Works both here in San Francisco and in Oakland as well as other places here in the United States and folks are coming together to protest so this is a protest that's coming up this week uh, Caltrans is coming on Thursday October 24th and October 25th upstairs downstairs will be hit on Thursday Gilman and Ashby shell mound on Friday and again these are uh, encampments and the person has says who wrote this says uh, that they've spoken to the majority of the residents and they have approved an occupation of the two encampments meaning residents are inviting homeless throughout Berkeley to move to the Seabreeze slash excuse me I-80 underpass to stand collectively together currently homeless in downtown Berkeley are being harassed and many are being cited with violation of the sidewalk ordinance and a little bit more information and instructing for folks to share. Uh, are you homeless in Berkeley? Are you housed and want to stand in solidarity with us? And we are asking all homeless who are tired of being kicked around, harassed, vilified, hated, and alone to join the encampments at the Seabreeze and under the I-80 underpass. We have room for your tent. Caltrans is coming this Thursday, October 24th. Come and pitch your tent so we can collectively tell the Bay Area that we are human and that we exist. Alone you can be harassed, but we can stand together as human beings to demand an answer to where do we go. So many citations are being issued in downtown Berkeley each week. There are evictions all through Oakland this week. We are welcome to, all are welcome to join us. This is a nonviolent action. No, you are worthy and you are not invisible. A movement has started. Join us. And it's under the hashtag, where do we go, Burke? And that's in Berkeley, as in Berkeley, B-E-R-K. And again, I'll, I will also just want to uh, rephrase instead of saying stand up to, to show up is another way of using that. So, yes, there's lots of ways that folks can show up. And, yeah, all right. So, that being said, I'll end on a – do another Tribate song. And have a great week weekend, everyone. Uh, thanks for showing up in any way you can. We'll be back with another show on the following Friday. Yeah. There's a song called Sensitive. I'm a pretty sensitive person. Perhaps you are too.
Anchor.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael
Site and hit the donate button. See what, what appeals to you and check what out all site? the shows. What site? Radio.fm. FM.fm. I always type in .fm.com slash AOL. Got 20 hours. Uh, and we also are on a podcast. It's by our acronym name. That's why we say it up front. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. All right, Carl. And uh, <laughs> I'll stop my stupid L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can find us on YouTube. Carl syncs up video and audio for you. Or you can follow us on the podcast. What we do is we watch a photo together. We want you to watch it with us. We want you to listen to us and watch the movie on the, at the same time. So, Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching... That is, that's what you put in the YouTube video. Okay. Today we are watching The Stone Killer. I don't know. Guys of the Isle. Alvar. Alvar of the Isle. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to go find the Stone Killers from 1973. Type that in. Singular. The Stone Killer. It doesn't make sense from the plot. It's just. So Sharon survives, but Oliver dies. Is that what you're saying with the Stone Killer? Right. That's exactly right. Sharon survives, but Oliver gets it. All right. Type in singular, the Stone Killer. We're looking for how far are the Isles? Hosting it? Isles. 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 It's probably a. Wait a minute. So hang on a second. Killer Isles. Got it. I got it. So singular killer. So go ahead, find the link, click it, hit pause immediately. Timer is really good. We want to play the movie all at the same time. And to do so, Carl, who not only produces the show, not only writes the theme song and researches this entire movie, he has interviewed a celebrity comedian out in the tri-state area. Uh, or Maybe from anywhere in the world. I'm going to guess he's your age. But I haven't heard this segment, but I'm really excited to take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Pam Benjamin. 
So it was amazing. Um, we have a 501c3 umbrella, meaning that there's this group called Media Alliance that helps us out with their 50c3 number because we're like a community resource, but I don't know how to be a 501c3. Anyway, so they made this mighty cause for us, which is amazing. And it means that people could give us money. It's tax deductible for them. And then a lot of times their companies match funds. So we actually made more than $10,000. We made like $13,000 because places like Google and other big companies will match. Woohoo! And there was a semi, I mean, he likes to be anonymous, but he is uh, an incredibly generous uh, comedian who also happens to be a really talented computer programmer and mm. makes money and is just so sweet and is incredibly helpful to the station. And we were like a thousand. 200 away from the goal and he capped it off and I was like yeah I'll tell you I call his nickname is Iceman Zero um, <laughs> and he's really funny and really wonderful and incredibly supportive um, so that was amazing that made the rest of our year at Mutiny Radio super a lot easier because um, <laughs> I want to use ad I want to have advertising funds for this year's festival because it's going to be so amazing and the most exciting news is that the city contacted me and they want to be on board and they want to help out with some outdoor stuff during the week. And that would be incredible because then we'd have city sponsorship, which would mean that I could have ads on the Muni buses. And <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a dream come true. So there's 10 venues that are involved this year in the comedy festival. And I'm just excited to try to take, you know, Mutiny Radio to the next level so people know. A lot of people know who we are in San Francisco, and I want everyone in San Francisco to know that we've got five open mics a week, and I produce a ton of showcases, and we've got the festival. This is my seventh festival. I can't yeah. believe that it's that I'm doing this again. Uh, <laughs> but it does get easier every year. And um, this year we're going to have a comedy crawl because five of my venues are in walking distance from one another. So on the Saturday okay. and Sunday. We're going to have a comedy crawl, and um, Alameda Comedy Club is involved now, which is amazing. The headlining show is going to be in a real club, and um, I'm just, I'm so excited. And then the rest of my regular venues, OMG and, and the Bar on Dolores and um, Atlas Cafe. Like, I have a really, a lot of really unique places where they let me do comedy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, things couldn't be better. Coming right up in just about three or four months away, it's October the 9th and 10th, the Comedy Festival. Yeah. Now, comedians come from all around the country. I have been one uh, two times. So how do people um, register? How do people find it? Like, you know, do they go to mutinyradio.fm to get involved? Yeah, I mean, I should, I should put it on there. Um, you know, I'm an old woman, so I use a lot of Facebook, <laughs> which is... Annoying, but we also have an Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF is our Instagram, and please, please 
follow us. I, I'm old. I don't understand Instagram. I don't know how right. to get people to follow me. I'm like, just you're supposed to do it, right? And then I put content on there. And, um, but it's uh, the submissions are open. I've kind of been pushing it through Facebook right now, but they're open until July 31st, and okay. it's thirty dollars for people who've never applied for their first time, and it's twenty dollars if you've been in the past. And I mean, if you're a mute, you're free, Carl, because you're, oh, you're part wow. of staff, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, Thank you and Mike you. are staff. Come on. <laughs> but the t-shirts this year are going to be insane. My gift bags are always awesome. And it's people are kind of saying it's a really good first comedy festival. Because um, I try to treat it like comedy summer camp. I want everyone to get to know each other. I want I want to like, I want to hear someday that two comedians like met at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and they like fell in love, and then they both moved to Austin together, or something <laughs> like that, you know? And that hasn't happened yet, but that's sort of my dream, is that people in 10 years say, oh yeah, yeah, we met at, we met at uh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and we've been <laughs> together ever since, and either it be like a, like a comedy couple of people that want to write together, or I mean, anything. I just, I'm yeah. trying to bring people together. Collaboration. Yeah. Always better when you're with comedian, which is an act you do alone, you know. So it's better if you coalesce. Well, and I think it completely makes sense for comedians to collaborate as opposed to compete, in that the audience has an infinite ability to laugh. They can laugh at anything. They can laugh at, you know, Perry Kurtz coming out on roller skates. They can laugh at me telling menopause jokes. They can laugh at gone and. 60 seconds from the 70s. They can be, I mean, they can laugh. There's so many, they can love puns. They can, you know, it. they can love cute young white guys, whatever, whatever they like, it's, it's all there. Um, so I wanna, you know, c collaboration. And the other thing about that's great about the festival is that I've met so many people over the United States that whenever I do travel, well, I haven't since the panties, but whenever I do travel for comedy, I have a billion places to go and everyone's like, Oh, Pam's coming. And so then right. uh, then I get, you know, bookings and all that kind of stuff. So it's just a great way to network and meet people. And Now, Mutiny Radio is all about comedy. Provide opportunities. Not just during the festival. All the time. You were telling me you've got like four or five mics. You're doing mics five days a week now, right? Yeah, I run mics Monday through Friday. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost kind of a, it's not a selfish endeavor, but I wish when I was starting out, that there was someone like me who was nice to people and was like, hey, here's where all the shows are. I mean, now we have Bacon, we have Bay Area Comedy Network, but when I started 11 years, my 11 year anniversary is actually coming up July 17th, Terrific. 2022 is my 11 year. And when I started, there was no Bacon, there was no pre-sign, there was no, you had there was nobody sharing where the mics were, you had to like figure out in whispers where they were because you didn't want other people to take the time and you were rushing around from place to place. Don't tell them about Nick's Crispy Tacos. You know, so <laughs> now I, I've, I've always wanted things to be different, that it makes it, that there's a place where you feel like you're at home and that you know the people around you and it's not scary. It's not like when you go, are they gonna make fun of me? Are they not gonna, it's like, no, we're all buddies. Come on, you know, start trying new stuff. Be weird to have it's that. A better environment and a big part of that. Yeah. No. You've got this fabulous vacation coming up. We've got to produce four episodes all at once to cover it. You're going to Greece, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people like to go to Burning Man. Um, 
I like to go to Burning Man with water next to it and nice bathrooms and people that speak Greek. So it's um like it's it, it, to go to Burning Man cheaply, it costs about fifteen hundred dollars. So that's kind of my threshold of what I would spend on a vacation. Right. And in Greece, that's all I'm spending. Like the I got the airfare before the gas prices went bluey. And right. it's free to camp in Greece. So I'm going to meet some buddies. We're going to go around to the islands. I'm going to spend like less than 1500 bucks and live like a queen on a beach. Um, yeah. And just not think about come. That's not true. I'll think about, I'll write a lot, I think, but I just, I forget, I don't know who I am without comedy. I'd so, I need to, it's been three years since I've traveled. And so, and I've just been doing comedy nonstop every day. And to, to take a break for a month and be like, who am I? Because I, I've sort of forgotten. I think that's going to be important, and it's going to change my comedy when I come back. Your perspective will be fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And, really and I won't be so caught up in the day-to-day drama of the San Francisco comedy scene. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it. You know, you're going to reset, essentially. Yeah. The only bad thing is that Greece hates weed. There's no weed in Greece. They're oh. totally against it. So I'm just not going to smoke weed for a month, which uh-huh. is going to be another cleansing, like life-affirming, strange thing to do for me. I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes, and I'm not going to smoke any weed for an entire month. And we'll see what happens when I come back, if I'm like still this enormous pothead or if I've, you know, if I chill out a little bit, and what happens when I don't smoke cigarettes? Like, oh, yeah, that's gonna no. be different. Because I still run and work out and stuff, but I smoke. So I'm wondering, you know, how much faster my mile time will be <laughs> without cigarettes. Yeah, it's probably going to change. It's probably going to, well, let's find out. I'm not going to predict. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Now, listen, about these uh, mics that you have, I focus on the ones that are at me radio you have yeah. fantastic clubhouse you have silk workshop when are these people like that they're then broadcasting on the air yeah i have so many podcasts that are there in perpetuity mondays at six is silk workshop and comedians do four minutes of material and they get four minutes of comments by their comedian peers like i take copious notes and try to be really helpful uh and that's monday six to eight you can find it on our website in our index mutinyradio.fm you look at the index so workshop and then fridays at six i run happy hour and that's from six to eight and same thing you can find them and uh that's tonight yes it is it's really great you'll listen to you'll see there's the other thing i was talking to some comics the other day and they were like all the guys that are past at punchline right now like they used to be mutiny people i'm like well i don't they're not like used to be they still show up but yeah, <laughs> yeah like ryan levine and ian lee and brooke heineken and Melissa isbell and marty cunny I, I mean i can keep on all the people that are now like doing bigger and things in the community the kids that are starting are like they started at mutiny i'm like yeah you guys want to look through my list like i have everybody's <laughs> name it's just it's it's amazing if you think about it i, I and i don't want to do one of those flex things but i should one day go through all my old lists and just type everybody's name who's ever done a set at mutiny. And it's thousands of comedians. Yeah. 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 People who are doing like, they moved to, they moved to New York, they moved to LA. 
David Borey, the voice of Comedy Central, he did a show with me back in like, you know, 2013. So everyone's mm -hmm. kind of been through the doors. Okay, now Pam, how can people find you out there on the internet, social media? Now we know about mutinyradio.fm, but can you just plug your Instagram? You're on Facebook. Is there a website also? How do, how do people get in contact, get involved? Not just with Mutiny Radio, but like about you and books, et cetera. Yeah, you know, it's pathetic, but it's Facebook, baby. Like I <laughs> I I might I am Mutiny Radio, so if, if you follow our Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF, it really is just Pam. There's no Pam Benjamin. Like mm -hmm. I I've always hid behind the mutiny name. And you can oh I mean, I'm such a Luddite. That's one of the things is if I get these grants that I've applied for, you know, I'm gonna be able to have money to hire people to do all those things that I don't know how to do. I'm 47 years old. I don't understand. I can't. I, I'm on my phone right now talking to you. It makes no sense to me. I appreciate like, that. I can't. The world is moving so fast, and I, I want to be a part of that. But then again, I don't. I can't learn these new skills. But I understand that people understand that and that they should be paid for that. So hopefully, when yeah. I get these grants, I can. Because not everybody's good at everything, and technology and connection through social media just isn't my strong suit. Yeah. So uh, it's one of those things I kind of want to offload to some child for money at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because that would perfectly augment the young quirks. You know, that would be the part that's missing, filled in by these young quirks. That's a good plan. Yeah. But okay. uh, you can find me, I mean, honestly, and it's, I'm just so embarrassed, but Pam Benjamin, Facebook, it, yeah. and Mutiny Radio Director at gmail.com if you ever want to get in touch with me directly. And uh, and thank you for saying, is the is this comedy submission on the website? Because honestly, I don't know. Because <laughs> um, I link, I usually link the Facebook and the website, but oh, I have a person do that. But I need to do that because that's one of the ways that people will say, ah, I can submit. But yeah. I've already had like 46 submissions and there's still a month left open, which means I mean, last year I only had 100 submissions, so I'm already like, you know, in the last two weeks is when I started at Gangbusters. Yeah. The best thing about this year is that because I have so many different venues of different, like, caliber, I can have, I can offer more opportunities to more comics. So maybe there are some comics who aren't as seasoned. I can still have them come out and do a bunch of shows and experience the whole festival. And I'm maybe not going to give them like the, a main stage show at the Alameda Comedy Club, but they'll still get a taste and a flavor for what stand-up comedy in San Francisco is about. So I'm hoping that I don't say no to anybody, but I'm probably going to have to because, you know, logistically I've got 10, 10 venues, three shows a night, that's 30 shows, five people a show. So it's like, I, but I want to try to include everybody. everybody. So we'll see what happens. Right. Okay, now, Pam, everyone at home, poised to watch this meet, this Charles Bronson meet, show needs to occur. We're going to all press play at the exact same time here in the studio and everybody at home. So why don't you go ahead, Pam Benjamin, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Oh, you guys are all ready to watch Stone Cold Dick Killers. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! Oh, movie time. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, uh, for this Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Appreciate it. Check out all his stuff, or her stuff. I'm excited for this movie. Columbia, this is the movie. Now, look, if you've got the 
roundup. We're hearing birds chirping. What a night. I don't hear birds chirping. Interrupted by the deadly streets of New York, the dirty roads and alleys. So are you saying that New York City was all nothing but flowers until Chuck Ronson showed up? And he's right there, right? That blurry face? That's Chuck. Heading in, just like Mary Carey. He's not waiting for the opportunity to round it. He's being recorded, too. Press 8 start. Dirty Sergeant told him to go in. They call you dirty, Sergeant Callahan. What does that mean? All right. Shampoo it, Callahan. Why? Your hair is dirty. Dirty, Harry. All right, this martini tastes awful. There's so much olive juice. What's the deal? Dirty. Dirty. Okay, so there's somebody up there. Come on, kid. Got two choices. Blazing. Giving this guy a beer. Then he just Yes. Wasn't by, it was by choice. I mean, he had no choice. Well, I think he had a choice. Down, look, guy turns around to the man. That's why he gets the beer. But the place is surrounded, and he's putting down a fire escape. Why shoot him? He was going to shoot him. He had a gun right at his head. No, but that's what I mean. So back in the apartment, let him run down. Get busted by the whole state. They must have had a stuntman use that guy to pull down. (laughs) He's just like, um, oh, thank God. So he's handing this badging gun. Oh, Oh, for shooting someone in front of the FBI. They, they do know he's Charles Bronson. No. And you hear this voiceover announcer. City is, why couldn't he be saved? You know, it's like a, will it ever end? Really? Who is that, Stan Lee? They're like, don't worry, it'll all come out in the hearing. So essentially what's going to happen is the sign all the way out to Eventually, fire him, get him another job. What, on the other coast? He's out there, Wild Woods. Yep, that's right. <laughs> you are out of here. We yeah. like you. We don't want to fire you, but you are out of here. Homicidal cops, it's a bad image for 10 years of our day. Yes, if we, if there was land past Los Angeles, we would put, if it's an ocean, we would have put you there. <laughs> Santa Monica would have taken us to the city of Los Angeles. You are relocated to Hawaii. I would I would see that movie. 